faith, hope, and love abide. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is what and who you are. Love is your deepest essence, a wellspring inside of you, welling up into limitless life. The path of conscious love is a relationship calling forth who you really are. Welcome to Coalesce, a series of honest, inclusive, and contemplative reflections. Living in relational wholeness, we enter our we pray Coalesce will enrich and deepen your experience along the path of conscious love. Good day, good people and welcome to Coalesce, The Path of Conscious Love. This is episode 92, The Full Flow of Love. I am Reverend Robert Farrell, and no matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. If at any time during our session there's an audio or video issue, please just let me know in the chat section and we'll pause to do what we can to get that corrected. Tonight's contemplative reflection begins with our gratitude for the wisdom of Thomas Berry, Teilhard de Chardin, and Richard Rohr, and music tonight by Simon DeVoyle and Paul Isaac. These are contemplative reflections, and contemplation means to know with. It's a participative kind of knowing. Contemplation means to know and love by participating in a larger knowing, a larger mystery that many of us call God, mystery, ultimate reality, the ineffable. And as 1 Corinthians 13, 12 says, they knew as fully as they were known. So contemplation is an interior awareness and a sustained receptivity of our depth dimension where we really know something. So in these reflections, Try to listen with your heart, with your whole self, where the depth of the words contacts the depths of you. Let's drop in and center ourselves in that place in body, mind, and spirit with a two-minute breathing exercise. For many of us, this moment feels chaotic and terribly stressful. Join us for a few moments to turn inward and connect to your innermost you. Gently close your eyes and feel the gentleness of breath 
inside your body as you repeat these words. My deepest me is love. My deepest me is whole. My deepest me is limitless. My deepest me is infinite. My deepest me continue. Okay, Crowdcast lost the connection for just a moment. We are at the beginning of our reflection, and tonight we're reflecting on Christ. It's a continuation from last week. Tonight it's Christ as light, as love, as life. The word Christ is a title, meaning the anointed one. Christ was so consistently applied to Jesus that it became like a name. However, Christ is not Jesus' last name. Christ is a metaphysical concept more than a religious one. As Hebrews 1.3 says, Christ is sustaining the universe. And Christ is a religious concept because it can be used to describe reality in an archetypal, symbolic, and profound way. Christ names the individual who typifies that shape, the one we call Jesus Christ. And all of creation first holds God's anointing that anointing beloved status. All of creation holds God's anointing beloved status. The three synoptic gospels are largely talking about Jesus the human, whereas John's gospel represents what we might call the transhistorical Christ. Jesus, the human, fully accepted that human divine identity and walked it into history. The Christ is frequently making universal I am statements and claims, and the risen Christ is actually the only Jesus that Paul ever knew. Whenever the material and the spiritual coincide, which is always, that is Christ. And the second coming of Christ happens whenever and wherever we are able to see the spiritual and the material coexisting in any moment, in any event, and in any person. The Christ mystery itself is much bigger than Christianity as an organized religion. 
Jesus came to reveal something that was true everywhere for everyone and all the time. Once you see the shape and meaning of this cosmic mystery of divine incarnation, then you'll be able to see that the presence is everywhere. And the archetypal Jesus will not be such an anomaly, an accident, or surprise. God is saving everything and everybody. It is all God's emerging victory, just as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, 28. God will be all in all. And as Acts 17, 28 says, God is not far, far from any of us. It is in him, it is in her, that we live and move and have our very being. We are chosen in Christ. And the purpose of being chosen is to let everyone else know that they are chosen too. We are not making a triumphal statement about the Christian religion. We are making a triumphal statement about the nature of divine love, which will finally win the day. Loving both Jesus and the Christ is essential to a Christian's growth and transformation. Come and fill our hearts with your peace You and all your world are holy Come and fill our hearts with your peace Hallelujah Come and fill our hearts with your peace You and all your world are holy Come and fill our hearts with your peace, hallelujah. Come and fill our hearts with your peace, you and all your world are holy. Come and fill our hearts with your peace, hallelujah. Come and fill our hearts with your peace. You and all your world are holy. Come and fill our hearts with your peace. Hallelujah. Come and fill our hearts with your peace. You and all your world are holy. Come and fill our hearts with your peace. Hallelujah. Human beings are programmed to love all other living beings. And we fall in love with persons and creatures, not so much with concepts or energies. We need interface. And in our Christian religion, Jesus is that interface. And Jesus is the microcosmic moment. Christ is the macrocosm. So whatever we say about the Christ 
pertains to the whole universe. Christ holds everything together. Christ is the ultimate transcendence brought to earth and the ultimate inclusion of everything in God's plan. In Christ, everything is reconciled in heaven and on earth. As it says in Colossians 1, Christ is that name for the very shape and meaning of the universe. Jesus reveals this wonderful message in human form, showing us the full meaning of our lives in a way that we could love and admire. When we say that we believe in both Jesus and Christ, we are precisely including everything. The historical Jesus plus all of creation and ourselves too. Colossians 3.11 He is everything and He is in everything. When we understand this, matter itself becomes a holy thing. We worship God by walking with love and respect on this planet and with all other creatures. That's worship. Romans 8, from the beginning until now, the entire creation, as we know, has been groaning in one great act of giving birth. You see, God gives autonomy and freedom and grace to creation to continue self-creating just as any mother or father desires for their children. Creation didn't happen once by the flick of the divine hand, and now it's slowly winding down toward Armageddon and tragic apocalypse. Creation is, in fact, a life-generating process that's still happening and winding up. We now know the universe is still expanding and at an even faster rate. Teilhard de Chardin said, I looked around and I saw, as though in an ecstasy, that through all nature I was immersed in God. Dear ones, that is full consciousness. The common Christian understanding that Jesus came to save us by a cosmic evacuation plan is really very individualistic, petty, and egocentric. It demands no solidarity with anything except oneself. We whittled the great good news down into what Jesus could do for us personally and privately, rather than God inviting us to participate in God's universal creative work. And you are participating in it. Bless the Lord, my soul, and bless God's holy name. Bless the Lord, my soul, 
who leads me into life. Bless the Lord, my soul, and bless God's holy name. Bless the Lord, my soul, who leads me into life. Bless the Lord, my soul, and bless God's holy name. Bless the Lord, my soul, who leads me into life. Bless the Lord, my soul, and bless God's holy name. Bless the Lord, my soul, who leads me into life. Bless the Lord, my soul, and bless God's holy name. Bless the Lord, my soul, who leads me into life. Take a gentle deep breath. And notice that place of depth that you're listening from. One reason it is so hard to see the evolution of the cosmic Christ in our lives is that this groaning and this giving birth proceeds by a process of losses and gains. And the losses are very real. There is no doubt that history goes three steps forward and two steps backward. But thank God there always seems to be a net gain. When a new level of maturity is found, there is an immediate and strong instinct to pull backward to the old and familiar. Maybe something that's very visible to you in our culture today. Thankfully, within churches and society at large, there is always a leaven, a critical mass, a few people who carry the moment toward greater inclusivity, greater compassion, and greater love. This is the second coming of Christ, Christ embodied by people who know that hatred and greed are always regressive and who no longer live fearfully or violently. You see, higher levels of evolution are always of movement toward greater unity. And along the way, there will be differentiation and complexity, but paradoxically, paradoxically, that increased complexity moves life to a greater level of unity. And that's why we're called to hold the tension, to wait in the moment. The cosmos is fundamentally and primarily living. And Christ, through incarnation, 
is interior to the world, every single atom. History is both emanating from and also seduced by the same force. That force is divine love. Don't confuse this with sentimental love. There's a constant price that must be paid to be faithful to such foundational love. This, there is a crucifix form, there's a shape to reality, and loss precedes all renewal. Emptiness makes way for every new infilling. Every transformation in the universe requires the surrendering of a precious form. Nothing in the human psyche likes this pattern. It is the big fly in the cosmic ointment. And Christ is the living icon of all reality and all reconciliation. His very being says that matter and spirit are one. They are interbeing. Life and death are one. And the Christ mystery is the code breaker for the human dilemma. It is the full flow of love. The full flow of love is the energy which is driving the universe forward. There can be no infilling unless there is first of all a self-emptying. Because self-emptying and infilling in equal measure is the only sustainable meaning of love, of growth, and life itself. In my heart is the road And I will not be hurried In my heart is the road Bless my feet on the journey To Jerusalem To Jerusalem to the place of peace To the place of peace In my heart is the road And I will not be hurried In my heart is the road Bless my feet on the journey To Jerusalem To Jerusalem To the place of peace To the place of peace In my heart is the road And I will not be hurried In my heart is the road 
Bless my feet on the journey to Jerusalem, to Jerusalem, to the place of peace, to the place of peace. In my heart is the road And I will not be hurried In my heart is the road Bless my feet on the journey To Jerusalem To Jerusalem To the place of peace To the place of peace. Take a gentle breath, maintaining that interior awareness and that sustained receptivity to your depth dimension. You're invited now just to spend the next three minutes to journal about your experience. Did you have any new insight? Were you touched with love in some way? Did deep call to deep? Just journal about it in your own way for three minutes.
My dear friends, I would like to affirm how immensely and how deeply you're loved. Just recognize that with each in-breath, you receive that free gift of divine love. And with each outbreath, you get to share love with the world. There's nothing that you can do in any single moment that can stop the flow of love. It is a measure of infinity freely given for you, constantly outpouring a fountain fullness of love. There's nothing you can do that will make God love you any less in this moment or any more in this moment. You are so loved. Each week, we offer you a spiritual practice to help support you on your spiritual path. This week, the spiritual practice is titled Moving Beyond Matter. And those guidelines will be on the Contemplative Inner Being website. I'll put that link into the chat section so that you can, at any time, go back and look. The instructions are simple. The practice, maybe not so much. So we're just going to take a moment and do it where we are now, and then you can do it again later in a place that feels right for you. So take a moment and just look around you and notice your surroundings. And let your eyes fall on some object, perhaps a candle or a tree, a rock, a creature, a pet. And just simply observe that object without judging it, without labeling it. Just give it your full attention, senses and presence. Give it all to that object. And then gradually let your gaze soften and take in the more than matterness that is also here. Deepen your awareness of God's presence within this thing. And within you. You can rest in the silence for sometime. When you do this later, you may even want a longer time of contemplative prayer.
and then turn your gaze to bless the rest of the room or later if you're outside the rest of the landscape and bless the world in which you find yourself find yourself one in love My gratitude for you being here, whether you come to the live session or the recorded session. Thank you so much for continuing to be a part of this tiny little community. And if you may have noticed in the chat section, tomorrow evening, we're going to begin a discussion about rehumanizing our culture in response to the dehumanizing that is continuing to grow. So as you go about the rest of your evening and the rest of your week, may we see with the eyes of our heart. May we love one another with joy and compassion. May all beings come to know the divine presence within. And may your days and your week to come be traveled on the path of conscious love. Peace to all, light to all, love to all. Sat Nam, Amen. And may you see with the eyes of love. How many lifetimes have I spent searching For something that can't be explained For something that can't be tamed Searching for someone to show me the way Tell me that it's okay To work through my suffering So I look within, I find myself anew And let this light shine through In everything that I do If darkness should fall, I'll call upon this light Remember that my heart was touched When I felt the Shakti run and I'm looking to the eyes of, the eyes of love Looking to the eyes of, the eyes of love Looking to the eyes of, the eyes of love Looking to the eyes of, the eyes of love My heart is open and there is more to come More less to this mind More work to be done The masks I wear are slowly peeling off 
Cause there's no need to hide From this truth inside A seed's been planted and this tree will grow And the fruits that I sow Will surely feed the soul So my friend, I am done waiting Yes, I'm here now And I surrender As I look into the eyes of The eyes of love Look into the eyes of The eyes of love I look into the eyes of The eyes of love Look into the eyes of, the eyes of love I'm looking through the eyes of, the eyes of love And now I'm looking through the eyes of, the eyes of love I'm looking through Coalesce is created, quilted, and shared in a gentle embrace. Our thanks to Reverend Robert Farrell for giving his voice to the path of conscious love. You are me and I am you. Isn't it obvious that we enter our? We pray coalesce and riches and deepens your experience on the path of conscious love.